The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. What happens if you're academically dismissed from your first undergrad? Go on a life-changing journey to figure out that you want to be a doctor, but doubt your ability to get into medical school, and then find some random podcast that gives you the motivation, and you meet that guy at a meetup in San Diego, and he's like, yeah, go for it. And you finally get that acceptance to your dream school. That's what we're going to talk about today in the pre-mid years, session number 479. Hello, and welcome to the pre-mid years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to the pre-med years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have Justin on to share his story from academic dismissal, being lost in his journey to figure out what he wanted to do after failing to be a pilot because of his color vision deficiency. And we're going to talk about the path that he took to finally realize that this is what he wants, to finally realize how to get what he wants, and to get that email in the middle of the gym letting him know he got into his dream school. Before we jump into that, though, I want to talk about the MCAT Minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. If you are studying for the MCAT, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is focusing too much on content review. Yes, you have to know the content, but the MCAT is a test much, much bigger than content review. You have to practice questions. You have to practice full lengths. Go sign up for a free account over at blueprintmcat.com and check out their half-length diagnostic and their free full-length exam. And if you like that, go check out all of their full-length exams and their amazing QBank, again, at blueprintmcat.com. Justin, welcome to the pre-med years. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to uh, you know, be back where it all started. Back where it all started. This is where it all started, apparently. Let's, let's talk about that. When did it start? When did you first realize you wanted to be a physician? Oh, uh, the age-old question. I think, uh, I mean, it was later than most. I didn't, I didn't really realize it my first time in, in through college. Um, I, uh, did an enlist enlistment in the Navy and that's kind of where I figured it out. Um, I had a problem with my eyes, which kind of forced me in a direction, you know, I, I was given three options. It was either to be a, a cook, go into logistics or become a corpsman which I had no idea what, what that was. They told me it was like a medic. So I was like, you know, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my first job out of uh, training was in labor and delivery. And, uh, you know, I assisted in my, my first 
uh, birth and the doctor like handed over this baby to me, this new baby that I took over to the warmer and like the whole room was crying. I started crying. <laughs> and then after I was like, you know, I, this is what I want to do. I want to do medicine for the rest of my life. Like I want to be a physician. And that's kind of when it, it got into my head. And that just grew over my years. Yeah. So just a random, like, I'm going to join the military. And there are these three jobs I could do. This one sounds okay. So I'll just go ahead and do it. And here you are. One, two, skip a few. Here you are. Yeah, I was- you know, kind of, I don't know if, if, if people believe in fate or not, but I was kind of forced into this, I feel, forced into this path, and, you know, I, I just wound up here. You know? Yeah. What What was the original plan going into college? What were you thinking about? Uh, I wanted to be a pilot. Mm. Um, that didn't work out. Uh, my first year, I, I kind of went um, – my whole life, my family had this, this like idea that I was colorblind and I didn't really accept it. All my friends would make fun of me. Like we'd pass a car, we're like, Oh, look at that, that car. Like that's a cool shade of purple or something. They're like, are you, that's green, man. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was always in the back of my mind, but I, I went to, uh, I went to go get my physical and I, I failed the, the, the vision test, the color vision test by like two, two points. They gave me like the phallic, the little lantern test too, after the circles and barely failed that one too. So it was just enough to kind of just put a, an end to what I had been dreaming about since I was like in elementary school. Yeah. And how old were you when that happened? Uh, I just came out of high school. So I was 18, 19 when I found out. So 18, sure. 19 years old, already committed to going to college at that point? I was already in college. Yeah, yeah. already in college. <laughs> you you get this news that I would assume is pretty devastating. Like, well, crap, what's next? Does does that does that hurt your GPA at all? What What happens then? It hurt pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, it hurt really bad. I mean, and I don't know if 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 I can blame it all on on the vision. I was there was a lot that was going on in my life, like mm. in that time with my parents. My parents were getting divorced. Mm. It was kind of rough, and so it all kind of even started in high school. I I left high school with a two point five. I should not have graduated when I did, <laughs> but my my English teacher knew what I was going through. And instead of giving me a, a D in his class, he gave me a, like a B plus, I think for some reason he graded my final paper super high and gave me a hug at graduation. And I was like, man, I'm going, <laughs> going to college. So, wow. And then that was kind of like, like the nail in the coffin when I found out about my vision and it all just kept going downhill and yeah, my grades tanked. Yeah. And I kept trying. I was like, you know, I can get through this. I even I even talked to some other recruiters for like Air Force and stuff. I was like, can I recover from this? And they said, yeah. So I tried for a second year. Didn't work out. Uh, I changed my degree like four times, I think. And then for my third year, uh, at the end of my second year, 
I got academically separated, like put on probation from my college. Mm. I had to write an essay to the dean to get back into college. I was like, I, I promise I've, I've figured out what I want to do. I can change it. And so I got back in for a third year and uh, I changed my degree to electrical engineering, which is what my dad does. Mm -hmm. I figured I would like that. I didn't. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the end of that year, I, I got kicked out because I couldn't maintain a, a 2.5. Yeah. So you get kicked out of college and what do you do? You, you go run to the military, which is what a lot of students do. Um, a lot of people do in this country specifically of like, well, school's not my thing. What, what's next? Uh, yeah. I'll go to the military. Maybe I'll get some discipline there. Um, yeah. you, you have this just epiphany, not, not even epiphany. You're, you're kind of fate as you mentioned it, right. Kind of put into this career field in the military uh, and the rest is history. Like then it's like, okay, I want, I want to go to medical school. Easy peasy, right? Then that's it. <laughs> easy peasy. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> easy peasy. So, all right. So you, you have this, like, uh, this kind of moment where you're holding this baby. Everyone's crying. You're crying. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I want this feeling for the rest of my life. What, what do you do with that? What's next? Well, then, then reality set in <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I realized, I was like, man, I really messed up in, in, in college. And I don't think it ever hit me before until then. I was, when I like finally had like a goal and I was like, yes, this is, you know, pilot's gone. This is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, yeah, that, that reality hit hard and I was like, nope, I can't do it. So uh, I was committed to you know, getting into something else like a, in medicine still, but maybe going the PA route or NP route and uh, kind of didn't pick up wanting to be a physician again for a while, for maybe two, three years. Where where were you gathering intel on what it took to get into medical school and looking back at your journey going, oh, yeah, never mind. There's there's no way I'm going to get in. <laughs> like who was feeding you this information and telling you that you couldn't do it? Uh, I, I feel like some of my, some of the docs I worked with, um, kind of told me about their journey and like what it took to get into med school. And that mm -hmm. kind of scared me off. And then I would look into, you know, forums, you know, the notorious SDN <laughs> and, uh, I would read those and I'm like, man, there's no way <laughs> that this is going to work out. <laughs> so that kind of steered me away and pushed me down other paths for a while. Yeah. How far down those other paths did you get? I mean, not, not crazy far. Um, my, my first like enlistment, uh, my first, uh, duty station was in Japan. So there wasn't like much that I could do out there as far as college. So mm -hmm. I think my, my last year there, I started up, uh, online through ASU I started knocking out a few courses because I was like, you know, at the very least, I need to get my bachelor's done. And I knew the rest, you know, my next duty station hopefully would be in the States and I could start on like maybe some science classes and stuff. So that's kind of where I started. Um, I started knocking out prereqs, basically had to start a whole new degree over. Mm -hmm. uh, and then luckily I got stationed in San Diego. And then that's when I found your podcast 
And then I was like, okay, you know, maybe. So you're saying there's a chance. The <laughs> yeah. Kinda, yeah, it kind of crept back into my mind. And I was like, okay, maybe I should try this. <laughs> what, for you, as, as you're going through this journey, right, just kind of thrown into the, the Corman world and healthcare world, and then you're out exploring, okay, doctor, nurse slash MP, uh, PA. How were you trying to figure out, well, yeah, like being a PA is, is quote unquote good enough for what I want out of my life. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Why, why was this potential like MDDO world out there for you something that you wanted more than uh, another career field um I, I mean i think that that was like kind of the beauty of the military for me is in being a corpsman you get a lot more liberties uh than you would like as a civilian um i could do a lot more um at some points i was doing the same work as a nurse uh in the emergency room um i did a lot of like paramedic work uh, out at the fire stations and I kind of got to bounce around a lot. I worked in mental health a lot for like TBIs and I got to see uh, like various different specialties in the medical field like speech language pathology and everything neurology. Um, I got to see like the PAs in the ER and, and see what they got to do and I think my interests really lied in emergency medicine, and I was happy route because I saw them every day, and they were doing the work still that I wanted to do. But you know, DOMD was still in the back of my mind. Is like uh, I loved like one of my docs in in Japan. He was a DO, and he would take us back into like the trauma room at night when it was, it was dead and he'd do like manipulative medicine on us and kind of teach us. And so I think a lot of my mentors were MD DOs and, and that meant a lot to me and it impacted me a lot. Yeah. So you, you're like, okay, like I, I want to go to medical school. I think that's my goal. How, do you build up the courage that going from being academically dismissed to getting to medical school was possible? Uh, it was from a few different people. And I'd, I'd say one big one was you. Uh, I, 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 I posted up on Facebook my, my story, but like, honestly, uh, that big, like, changing point that, okay, I can do this. Uh, I had been through, like, a year and a half of my online credits, and uh, I went to a meetup with you in San Diego. And at that Thai restaurant, you know, we all told our stories, and uh, you were like, you know, it sounds like you've recovered, and you've shown that upward trend, and, like, it's possible for you to get in. And I was, I was, I don't know, like, maybe just hearing that after hearing a lot of people saying it's not possible mm -hmm. made me like really excited inside. And I remember I, I went home and like my two best friends, they were my roommates, Mike and Bailey at the time. They, they, uh, I told them, I was like, the first thing I went into the room, I was like, Hey, I'm going for it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and they were like so excited. And it was just like the first time, like, 
I felt excited about going for a dream. And then even my, my, my mentor at work, uh, he told me, he's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, I thought this the whole time. He's just like, why not? Why don't you just go for it? Yeah. So, so, (laughs) so that if, if I'm remembering correctly was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was a while ago. I think. I'd have to look back. What, it was around four years. What has taken so long? What what was needed to get from that moment where you had built up enough confidence, maybe a little bit of external validation from me at dinner, uh, <laughs> led to you going, okay, I'm ready. Oh, but I I have all of this work to do. What What have you been doing in those years since? Well, like since then, I still had time on my contract. I think I had probably like two years left at that point in the military. And uh, I hadn't, I hadn't started physical classes yet. I would still had only uh, been online. Okay. So, you know, I, I it took a little while. I I started off slow at first. I went to uh, a couple community college classes. I didn't do science classes at first so the first semester i just took some like extracurriculars night classes i would like get off work go to the barracks change and then head out to school for night classes and just to kind of get figure out what i needed to do to to succeed in school and it didn't it didn't quite work out the first semester i think i got a c and and two b's i'm pretty sure but it helped a lot to figure out like what I needed to do to succeed and, and change my mindset a little bit on how I best study. And then after that, it was all, I kind of, I kind of put the the pedal to the metal after that uh, and probably pushed it a little too hard, but I went, I went to three different schools. I did my online classes. I went to my community college for most of my prereqs. And then I know most, a lot of people I had read and said, you know, after, being academically, you know, not stellar in the past, it would be good to to prove yourself at a four year. So I went to a local four year and uh, took a couple science classes there at the same time. Yeah. So you, <laughs> we'll fast forward a little bit. You yeah. uh, were academically dismissed. You're yes. doing most of your prereqs at a community college. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did that come up at all in any of your interviews? Yeah, I mean, community college and an online degree. Yeah, and yeah, none of that came up in any of my interviews. <gasps> none. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Big all right. shocker, right? Shocker. Oh my gosh! I like. Yeah, ninety percent of my prereqs were done at a community college, and two class two classes were done at a four year. Okay. All right. So uh, obviously showing that you're incapable of doing well at a four-year university because you got kicked out of one and just kind of scrounged yeah. together a couple classes at another. And then everything yeah. else was done at a community college. So therefore, um, you are you are not med school material, which uh, kind of burying That's the lead right, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, maybe you are. Um, so you, so it sounds like in the interim, right, You you finally are like, it's a go. Like this is, I'm green lighting it. I'm going for it. This is what I want. 
you still have a couple of years left on the military contract. You uh, need to take a bunch of classes, everything else going on. You're getting clinical experience, right? Because you're, you're in the military as a corpsman working, getting clinical experience. What Were there any activities outside of the military, volunteering, shadowing, doing stuff outside of military medicine that you wanted to do or thought you had to do that you ended up doing? Um, I mean, in the military, it's kind of a given, you know, if, if you're in the military, you know, in order to make rank, you know, progress, it's kind of a given you need to do community service, mm. kind of bolster up your, your app. But uh, I did do a lot of community service throughout my five years uh, in the military. Um, but I did, I wanted to show, you know, continued volunteer work. So when I did separate, I still had two years, a uh, year and a half or so of classes left. So I did get a job uh, at one of my local hospitals. And then I started volunteering at a, a, a like a nonprofit uh, food project. And I did that for two years. And that was the only volunteer work I did outside of that. Okay. So not uh, not any sort of clinical experience outside of what you were already doing in the military. Okay. And once, no once you got out of the military, how did you continue getting clinical experience while also knowing that grades were probably your most important thing that you needed to focus on? Um, I mean, l luckily work in the military doesn't translate a lot into the civilian world. There's not a lot of certs we can get. We can challenge a few exams, but luckily in California, uh, they do allow us to work as an MA under, without a license under a, uh, uh, like a physician's license. And so that's how I got my or continued my medical experience. I worked that's, as an MA at one of the hospitals. That's for anyone or for prior military? Prior military. Okay. Cool. Uh, prior prior medic corpsman medic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so you, you get out of the military and then you work as an MA without needing any sort of special certification and stuff. So that's, that's awesome. How did you balance doing that and making sure that you know what? Like as a student, my goal is as close to a four as possible. Oh, I don't. I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> I just. It's it's all about having a good support network. I think. Like, I met I met some really good people. Uh, not even they weren't all even uh, pre meds, um, but we all supported each other. I I worked part time as an MA. Uh, I did my volunteer work and then I would do all my classes. Um, and at night I would do late nights doing all my homework and studying. And we would pull like 2 a.m. study sessions in the labs to make sure we were okay. But yeah, I think we pushed each other and finding a good support network really helped me uh, to maintain like my 4.0 and keep my, if I wasn't at work, I was doing schoolwork. Yeah. Making making it all happen. So, at, at what point did you go? Hey, okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to 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 lay down the gauntlet and go through this application process. Oh, uh, I wanted to wait until I graduated, like I had my degree done. So, luckily, at the end of that, I I think at the end of all of it, I had maybe 220 credit hours completed. And so all my prereqs were done. 
my degree was complete and I finally like looking after over it all I was like man I broke 3.0 I had a 3.29 when I applied in both science and uh overall and I was like it was time to time to go okay so you were looking at final GPA numbers in in terms of uh your your final X number of credits as close to a 4.0 as possible. How, how many credits was that? Was that 30 credits, 40 credits, 60 credits? What did that look like? Before I applied? N- it, yeah. In terms of, of, uh, that, that upward trend, how many credits was that upward trend when you applied? Oh, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a um, lot. Yeah. It was basically a whole new degree, so maybe it was probably like 120, 120 credits, yeah. Hours. Okay, so yeah. a, a lot, a lot. All a right, lot, a lot, all right. Lot. So, and, and that's always the the question that students have is like, when do I know it's enough? And nobody can answer that except for yourself. You, you it's it's just a risk calculus equation of, yeah, <laughs> am I comfortable applying knowing that? I could do another semester or another year um, uh, or I want to apply now and I'll keep taking it. Like it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to know. And, and it's each individual person is the, the only one that can truly determine, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So yeah, even, even after that, I was still scared. I, I just was still considering like going into an S and P or something. Yeah. And uh, I was like, no, like, I, I just got to like send it, you know, just. I just got to go try this. If I don't get it sure, then I'll look at other options afterwards. Yeah. But, um, yeah. so, so you and I worked on your application. Uh, you were one of the last kind of one-on-one students that I worked with. Now, now I have, uh, Dr. Wright and Verenia, uh, on my mapped team who do, uh, the one-on-one application students. So I can focus on academy application academy and, and, and uh, making podcasts and YouTube videos and other free stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, stuff. what was it like to, to figure out all of the military stuff, all of the academic issues? What was it like trying to craft your story and, and tell your story the best way possible for you? Um. I don't, I don't think it was too hard after reading your books, like through the application book and um, personal statement book. I kind of read through them all. And, and like the overall theme is just kind of tell your own story and, and think of the most impactful moments for you in each activity. And I kind of just, you know, sat down and thought about the past like seven years that I had just gone through and kind of listed out all these like impactful moments that occurred throughout my journey and and at each activity and just kind of listed them out and uh so i don't think it was it was too hard you know relating it all into the application Mm -hmm. and uh remind me application wise uh this application cycle that we worked together had you applied previously no Okay. This was first time. First time, so one one and done. Uh, spoiler alert: you got in. <laughs> um, the uh, so so the process of crafting a personal statement, application, secondaries. 
Was it more time consuming than you thought? Less time consuming? Just a lot? Like what, what was that like in terms of workload and everything that went into an application? That was way more than I thought. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. You know, <laughs> like writing your first drafts of everything. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to be okay. Then you get, you send them out, like have someone look at them. And then they come back with all these edits and like, oh, okay, we're going to do them all, like, <laughs> rewrite them, rework them. And that took a lot. And then secondary start coming in. I, I think I, I submitted mine uh, in August, I believe. Uh, and I hadn't pre-wrote secondaries that much because I just didn't get the time to. Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it was way more work than as, I expected. The secondaries just roll in. Yeah. As as, as they long. say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like, yeah. even though we were working yeah. together, I can't force people to finish things. So, yeah, um, that's that's always the, the struggle. Uh, but you got stuff in. You, you submitted. How much imposter syndrome if any did you have going through this process in terms of okay i'm gonna click submit like nobody's gonna want me nobody's gonna uh interview me or send me a secondary or whatever what what was that thought process like for you those were all the thoughts in my head (laughs) it's like (laughs) i was like there's no way like i'm as good as many of these other applicants that are applying and it was like I I I made it through my prereqs and stuff. I was like, yeah, I did good. I didn't I didn't do the greatest on the MCAT, so I that didn't bolster my confidence at all. But mm-hmm. I still, you know, just kind of pushed forward and put those those thoughts aside and and just you know, it is what it is. Send it out into the world, and whatever will come back is meant to be. Yeah. What was it like the first interview invite that you got? I was super excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I got that first interview invite. I was like, oh my goodness, like somebody <laughs> thinks they want me. <laughs> I'm a stud. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's awesome. It's it's validation, right? Validation for those years and years and years of of putting in the work of of overcoming. It's it's amazing. It's such a great feeling. Oh yeah, just you know five years of stress and worry and then you finally get an interview invite and you're like oh my goodness yeah like i can't breathe the sigh of relief yet but you know at least i've made it to an interview yeah so how many interviews did you end up getting in total Uh, i got 10 in total 10 in total there were 10 schools that were like yep we don't care about your academic dismissal. Yeah. Great job overcoming, showing resilience, uh, bouncing back. Great job with that upward trend. Uh, all all amazing, amazing uh, to get you there. Yeah, how, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. How long was it until your kind of ideal dream school sent you an interview invite? They were my first interview invite. They were the first one. Uh, they were the first one, but I didn't hear back from them for the last month. So, <laughs> you know, they took their time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so you you go to them for your first interview, and again, you and I were working together, so we did some interview prep. Um, what what was the interview day like for you? Obviously, we're in a Zoom world. Uh, I, I think they they were a Zoom uh, virtual interview as well. Um, was it, was it kind of surreal? Be like, wow, like this, this is happening. They, they, it really was me that they wanted. It wasn't just a, like an email that went astray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they didn't make a mistake. All right. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. They, uh, I was really scared, um, nervous, um, mainly because it was my first interview. I was hoping I would get like one other interview out of the way before that school. Uh, but it didn't work out that way. And I, I think it went pretty well. Um, but yeah, it was surreal and scary. Lots yeah. of emotions. <laughs> Lots of emotions. So you had nine other interview invites. How many did you end up going on? Uh, I went to four of them. Four. I turned down the other six, okay. yeah. So I'm assuming you turned down the other six after you got an acceptance that you were uh, okay with. You're like, if I got no other yeah, acceptance, yeah. I'm good here. What What was it like to get that one that you're like, I'm good. I, I'm going to medical school no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I was great because I got two acceptances in the same day. <laughs> and I was just, I was elated. I was like, man. And they were my, my like top choices for those type like DO programs and I was like, I will be, I am happy. I've made it. <laughs> like I can breathe a sigh of relief because at least I know I'm going to be a physician yeah. at a school that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. What was the time period between those acceptances, knowing that you were getting in somewhere and getting the acceptance at your, your dream school, your state school? It was, uh, five months it's a long time difference I think. yeah yeah and in my dream school i i interviewed with them in september yeah and so they were doing rolling acceptances and i would in the forums i would i was following you know and i just kept seeing they're like oh they filled 40 spots they filled 50 spots and i just kept getting more and more worried i was like man i still haven't heard back from them yeah <laughs> what were you doing to to stay in touch with them to bug them updates ha like what were you doing in those five months nothing i couldn't do i couldn't do anything i i reached out to them i asked i was like are update letters allowed can i can i submit these like letters of intent and they said you know after the interview we don't allow our applicants to submit anything further yeah. so nothing. Just kind of <laughs> don't play. call us we'll call you <laughs> yeah yeah wow that's that's stressful it was rough. You finally got the the notification. Was it was it a phone call? Was it an email? What was that? It was an email. They had sent an email the the day before, and they're like, you know, we finished our applicant pool, like with who we're going to interview, and whoever's still waiting on a decision will hear by like five o'clock tomorrow. Mm. And I was like. I was pretty nervous. I was like, okay, I gotta go do something to take my mind off it. I went to the gym. I was I was working out and counting down the minutes still till <laughs> five o'clock hit. 
And then I was texting my friend. And I was like, I'm like shaking right now. It's coming out in like 10 minutes. <laughs> like speak it into existence with me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had the email came a couple minutes early. I like yelled it out in the gym and uh, I called my friend and we were just yelling on the phone together. I think people thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good crazy. It was, yeah, it was a good friend. It was good. It was good crazy. That's good. I was That's like, I'm leaving. I promise I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a library, folks. It's a gym. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, so your your friend was the, the first phone call. Who was the first family member that you called? I, I, I went home. Like, now I'm living with my I, – I moved back home to help with my grandma. So I'm living with my mom now, and I got home, and I just, like, walked into the room dancing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like I made it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And what was her response? Oh, she was super happy. Yeah. She was like on a zoom call with a bunch of her friends and uh, she like held the computer up and we were all, <laughs> we were all dancing. <laughs> That's <laughs> that awesome. Was fun. That That's was awesome. So you're, you're on, uh, theoretically the other side of this now having gotten into medical school gotten into the school that you want to go to um what's next preparation wise for medical school and uh in the next few years uh prep i'm just gonna relax a little bit you know <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm trying to get back in shape from all those stress pounds over the years mm -hmm. and uh just be in a place uh, that I'm happy about and like my mind's right and just ready for the the next craziness of the next four years. Nice. To start in a few months. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on all of your success. Um, turning uh, lemons into lemonade, as they say, turning yeah. uh, some, some <laughs> yeah. bad eyesight, bad color vision from a, a failed pilot career to to one now where you can go impact the lives of many people as a uh, as a physician and so you're you're just at the start of that journey and I, I wish you the best of luck moving forward and thank you for letting me be a small part of that journey with you no <laughs> I really appreciate it I think you were a big a big portion of that journey with me like honestly would not be here if I hadn't heard that from you so was, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. What uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for someone listening to this? Maybe they were recently academically dismissed from their school and they're, they've always wanted to be a doctor, right? Opposite of you. Uh, they've always wanted to be a doctor and now they think they can never do that. Um, I don't know. That, that's like a tough one. It took me a lot, uh, a lot of like emotional growth for me to get to a point where I didn't really focus on my past anymore. So I think like words of encouragement, I know it's uh, for people who may be in the same position, it's hard. You know, when you have this big thing from your past looming over you and uh, it makes you stressed out and um, it's tough. I know sometimes to, to realize that and identify that maybe there's a problem that you need to take a step back, but like that's the first step in progress and you shouldn't let your past dictate where you're going to go in the future and uh you should instead just you know leave it in the past where it belongs move forward learn from it get your mindset right and you know reset and then i think like the biggest thing for me 
that that really helped was you know usually i'm a lone wolf i kind of like i kind of stick to myself i do my own thing but my first time back into college the second time i i kind of allowed myself to you know meet other people and kind of learn from other people and they weren't necessarily pre-meds they were kind of just everybody and i met some of my best friends in there and and developing that support network was was super important so you know just be open to meeting new people you know someday they'll, they'll be like my friends and they'll they'll be those friends that stay until you know 3 a.m in the library the after your car got broken into the day before the lab final and your backpack was stolen and you failed a lot the lab final because you're so stressed out and now you have to pass the real <laughs> final <laughs> so they, they they pushed you and they made sure i passed that final so I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be here without my support network. So, you know, just look for those people and, and stick with the people who have the same mindset as you. All right. There you have it again, Justin sharing his story from academically dismissed to medical school acceptance. It's a great story. I love sharing these stories with you. Look, I've been told, told recently by someone that. They don't know, they didn't know all of the stuff that you can do working with me or my team. One of the biggest things to work with me is Application Academy, applicationacademy.com. It's closed for the 2022-2023 year, but if you're applying later on, go check it out, applicationacademy.com. If you need some help with your applications, whether that's essay editing or full application prep, go check out mapped, M-A-P-P-D.com. We have two advisors over there, or three, really, four, including me. Uh, but m- the rest of my team does most of the one-on-one advising at this point. We have Dr. Scott Wright, former director of admissions at UT Southwestern Medical School. He used to run the whole TMDSAS application service. We have Verinia Granham, who was the former assistant Dean for STEM and pre-health advising at Hofstra. We have Rachel Grubbs, my co-founder at MAPT, who is a 20-year expert in the MCAT and pre-med space. Verinia and Dr. Wright do the uh, one-on-one application cycle advising. And then Rachel also does uh, just one-time calls with students looking for some help in their pre-med journey. So go check it out, mapped.com, M-A-P-P-D.com. And don't forget to go check out a... Uh, free Blueprint MCAT account and get access to their free half-length diagnostic, full-length exam, study planner tool, as well as their amazing free flashcard set. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.